evening and welcome. We're so glad that you have decided to join us for our annual Christmas Remembrance Service. This is a time when we come together and we honor those that have gone before us. And even though they've gone before us, we believe in one life and we're all together in God's great house of life. So tonight we come and we light candles in honor and in memory of those that have gone on before us. And so, obviously, it's a little different this year. Uh, you're not in the sanctuary, but what I'm going to invite you to do is to bring close to you perhaps a picture of your loved ones that you'll be lighting a candle, and bring a candle as well. We'll be lighting candles here as each and every name is called. So again, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you to go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's divine presence. Sweet Holy Spirit within, we give thanks that you are here tonight. And we give thanks that we know as and as comfort. We give thanks, sweet Spirit, that wherever we go, whatever we do, there's nothing that can separate us from your loving presence not even death itself. So we are blessed tonight, blessed to honor those that have gone before us and to remember those in our hearts. And as we do, we know that we are all one, all one, and, is it, and that it is this divine Christ presence that connects us all. So we say thank you. Thank you, God. So it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
Then a woman said, speak to us of joy and sorrow. And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the selfsame well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. 
Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep in your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of you say joy is greater than sorrow and others say nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come, and when one sits alone with you at your board, remember that the other is asleep upon your bed. Verily, you are suspended like scales between your sorrow and your joy. Only when you are empty are you at standstill and balanced.
Gone from My Sight by Reverend Luther Beecher. I am standing upon the seashore, a ship at my side, spreads her white sails to the moving breeze and starts for the blue ocean. She is an object of beauty and strength. I stand and watch her until at length she hangs like a speck of white cloud just where the sea and the sky come to mingle with each other. And then someone at my side says, there, she's gone. Gone where? Gone from my sight, that is all. She is just as large in mask and hull and spar as she was when she left my side. And she is just as able to bear her load of living freight to her destined port. Her diminished size is in me, not in her. And just at the moment when someone says, there, she's gone. There are other eyes watching her coming and other voices ready to take up the glad shout. Here she comes. And that is dying. Reverend Pat, thank you. I am grateful to you for so many things. Rachel and Lori, perfect as always. I suspect, like me, you've experienced at least some degree of loss in your life, including the loss of a loved one. And in our Unity teachings, we talk about us being spiritual beings having a human experience and someone makes their transition they go on to a different sort of expression 
and yet their presence, their essence, their memory still stays with us. And what I so appreciate about that truth is that it can be balanced with the idea that we can be true to and honor our grief and our sadness when someone does make their transition. It's about our humanity. The loss of a loved one can be a devastating experience. It can be one of the most profound happenings of one's existence as a human being. Even Jesus, in his own wisdom and divinity, experienced loss and grief. So much so, so that he actually wept. Let me share with you from the book of John. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Then Jesus wept. Then Jesus wept. I think this passage is so important for two primary reasons. The first one is that it demonstrates Jesus' deep compassion because he was truly weeping for those he loved. He was weeping in reaction to others' pain and suffering. I know there have been deep losses within our own spiritual community, and I know that we and others have cried tears at others' loss. That's that same deep compassion. The other reason why I feel this is so important is that in Jesus expressing his emotion and shedding his tears, he really truly demonstrates his humanity. And I believe that also gives us permission to express our emotions, our sadness, our grief. As a psychologist, I think about grief as this cumulative phenomenon where current grief will trigger grief from the past. And I think this is especially true when there are unhealed wounds or unfinished forgiveness work with the one or ones who have passed. I think that this is also intensified these days with sort of an overarching sense of loss. I would say collectively with what's going on in our world, our grief barometer is elevated. I also think as a culture, we could do much better in terms of how we deal with grief. Allow me to share a personal grief story. This centers around my dad and his illness and passing almost 16 years ago. This truly was one of the most difficult yet powerful experiences I have 
gone through in my life. I moved to my parents' home with the decision to spend the last whatever time there was with my dad and my mother caring for my dad. And it was such an odd experience going through this. It was like we were, I was living in a time warp. And it was almost like watching in slow motion a train wreck. And we knew where this was headed. It was just a question of when. During this month or so, I proudly earned the nickname of Hazel the Maid. And what I realized is that I was funneling my grief and my anxiety into cooking and cleaning and caring for other people. And oh, by the way, if you know who Hazel the Maid is, you have just dated yourself along with me. I recall sleepless nights sitting with my mom and family, waiting for that inevitable. I recall my mother praying the rosary out loud as I silently prayed the prayer for protection over my dad. After he passed, I helped to plan what I believed was the perfect funeral with the most wonderful music and really a special lunch following, complete with open bar. All this was genuine and sincere in terms of celebrating and honoring my dad's life and his legacy. His service was on a Friday. On Saturday, I flew home back to Boston. On Sunday, I was back in my office playing catch-up from all the work that I had missed. A couple months later, I realized that I had been running from my grief and it eventually caught up with me and it was not pretty. I share this story as an example of what not to do when dealing with the loss of a loved one. I also have some very clear lessons that I'll share with you. And the first one is that I believe we can't outrun our grief. We can run, we can try, we can hide, we can medicate, and eventually that grief finds us. I also believe that grief is a process that occurs over time and it needs to be honored so that we can heal and move forward. The interesting thing about grief is that it shows up in the most unexpected ways and not always with the best timing. And what I firmly have come to believe is that while grief may soften It never, ever goes away. As we move more fully into the Christmas season, if you find yourself grieving the loss of a loved one, I encourage you to be gentle with yourself. Find practical ways to comfort yourself and to honor those who have passed. 
A few things that I do to honor my loved ones during the holidays include using my grandmother's china, my mother's silverware. I will almost always set a place at the table in honor of those who have passed. And I invite my guests to recognize and remember their loved ones who have passed. I also have special decorations in honor of people and I lovingly will put them on the tree and they remind me of those special people, cooking special foods and so forth. So those are a few of my things that give me comfort. Give me comfort. So especially if this is a holiday season without a loved one for the first time, I encourage you to come up with a self-care plan, some sort of plan that you can put in place that provides support for you. And when the sadness and tears come, and I can almost promise you they will, remember you're not alone. And remember even Jesus wept. My prayer for all of us is that over time, we get more comfortable with walking with grief at our side. Maybe, just maybe after a bit of time, we get so comfortable we can actually reach out and for a moment or two hold grief's hands. And then, only if ready and willing, only when, Looking grief directly in the eyes and blessing grief. Blessing grief because we know, we know in our heart that behind that veil, there is a connection, a presence, a love that never, ever dies. So it is. As we light the candles this evening, may we remember that the days, the months, or years are not the measure of a life. The measure is taken in the growth, the goodness, and the love that has been added to our lives because our loved ones were with us. And I remind us all that the tears are really a release of the welling up of all kinds of emotions and that this is normal and natural. Each tear is a crystal, a crystal drop of love, a sacred form of energy that represents our true feelings. 
Jesus also tells us that blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Aunt Helen, Uncle Dick, and Sister Judith. Michael Brown, Gary Bingington, Carl Carlson, Maximo Antonio de la Mora Sota. David Eckhold, Gary, Barb, and Kenneth Mays, Tom and Mary McCutcheon, Robert Minahan. Ann Omer, Regina Schulman, Zach Filke, Hiram Titus. David Zook, Robert and Lucy Smith, Mary Hewitt, Beckwith Horton, George. 
George and Helen Ward. Williamson. 
Rosniak, 
Michael Wagner. Cynthia Sandberg.
and Jerome Thomas. Anne Thorson. John B. Pettingill. Dorian Allen, Teresa, and Alma Daggett. Final candle is lit in honor of anyone whose name was not called. Take a moment and take in all of this beautiful candlelight. Consider it a symbol of unlimited and everlasting love. join me in meditation. Breathe in 
a deep sense of appreciation and gratitude. Grateful for the abundant love that is present here and now. Feel the presence of all this love. Continuing to breathe deeply. Relax your body and mind. Let go. And simply relax into this sea of love. Taking another deep and intentional breath. Going deeper. I invite you to call to your mind's eye some of the things that you appreciate about your loved ones who have gone before us. Specifically, begin to picture the faces of these beloved individuals. Recall how you felt when you were near them. As you think of them, see them eye to eye. Observe their smile and simply feel their presence. Imagine looking into their eyes and then silently bless and thank them for sharing your journey. In your imagination, continue to just be with them. Please allow my words to become your words to your loved ones. I am so grateful for you being part of my life. I am filled with gratitude for what you taught me and how you continue to enrich and bless my life. Please forgive me for any place that I fell short with you or for anything that I may have caused you hurt. 
I now completely forgive you for any remaining perceived trespasses. I now claim that any and all remaining perceived debts between us are fully released. Those cords are now cut free. The only thing that remains between us is everlasting love. We now take just a couple of moments and to simply rest in the stillness and in the quiet. invite you to return to this time and place bringing with you a deep sense of love and appreciation bringing a deep sense of forgiveness peace and completion and so it is and so we simply allow it to be. say for certain maybe you're still here I feel you all around me your memory so clear deep in the stillness I can hear you speak you're still an inspiration can it be that you Stop. 
moment isn't faith believing all power can't be seen as my heart holds you just one beat away I cherish all you gave me every day cause you are Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful music tonight. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for a wonderful lesson tonight. Thank you. Wow, this is the time when we pause and we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis. And tonight, just perhaps you'd like to make that gift in honor of your loved one. You can easily do that. You can do that through our website. Just go to your donate button and donate there and put that gift in honor of your loved one. And you can also give it through, uh, if you're on a smartphone, you can also text give to unity 77977. 77977. And you can also give and mail it to Unity Minneapolis in just an envelope and a stamp. It'd be honored, it'd be an honor to receive that, especially in honor of your loved one. I just also want to remind you tonight that our, our prayer chaplains are on duty and you can easily access them and have a private one-on-one -on -one prayer with them as well. So I'm gonna invite you, if you would, just to join me in our offertory blessing. Let's just center ourselves again in this one presence and this one power. God the good. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. 
Now let's do that again. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you, God. Amen. I took my tree down to the shore The garland and the silver star To find my peace and grieve no more To heal this place inside my heart On every branch I laid some bread And hungry birds filled up the sky They rang like bells around my head They sang my spirit back to life One tiny child can change the world One shining light can show the way Through all my tears for what I've lost There's still my joy There's still my joy for Christmas Day The snow comes down on empty sand There's tinsel moonlight on the waves My soul was lost But here I am And this sure feels like amazing grace child can change the world one shining light can show us the way and through all our tears for what we've lost there's still our joy there's still our joy for Christmas Day take a moment standing in this place of abundant love standing in a place of gratitude we are grateful for our loved ones who have touched and enriched our lives we're grateful for the gifts that have been received the financial gifts for Unity Minneapolis we see those going forth to serve our mission of helping to heal and transform the world. As we move through this holiday season, we do so with steady hearts and peaceful minds. We honor the past. We are the love that we have known to be reflected in everything we do. We allow the sorrow we have felt to be acknowledged for it too is part of the fabric of our lives. 
in all things, we are reminded that life is indeed a journey. And we are so grateful for the beautiful companions with whom we have shared our path with. We stand ready for the rebirth of joy, the rebirth of the Christ child in each one of us. And to this we say, thank you and amen. Please join us in our closing song, Silent Night.
Jesus.